Hello, welcome to Blizzard Watch, which this week we're watching patch 7.2 drop and I'm already crazy excited, so I'm just skipping straight to mentioning that that's happening. Because, oh my god. Uh, logged on today, my add-ons are all broken, everything's crazy. With me this week are two magnificent cherry-flavored, they're cherry-flavored this week, I'm just saying they're cherry-flavored, uh, co-hosts. First up, Mitch. Hi, say hi to everybody, Mitch. Hello. What are you, you excited? You doing anything? You doing anything fun? What? Go, come on, come on, back to oh, talk. Yeah. <sighs> um... Yeah, I, I logged on like right before the podcast. I got kind of the intro. Did you change your character's done. race last week? I did. Yes, I am now Forsaken, uh, because Forsaken Shadow Priest is a million times better than Night Elf Shadow Priest. Um, but also, I lost all of my macros and my UI settings. So, still, you know, still adjusting, and also add-ons are broken right now, so that doesn't help. But I am surviving, and I'm killing stuff on the Broken Shore. Okay, you lost your macros because you switched over? Yeah, I guess the character-specific macros are, oh. say, server-side? I don't know. I, all of my, my character-specific ones are gone. I've actually changed back and forth like three or four times on certain characters, and I hadn't noticed that, but I, I just realized I never make character-specific ones. So that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. See, I don't have to because I'm always playing Warriors. Well, they expanded the number of macros you can have, so a lot of them were just old holdovers. But gotcha. Yeah. All right. Also with us this week, uh, she does everything on the site, and you know, you know her, you love her, you better. Uh, Anne Stickney, and you've done the scenario today, right? You've already logged on into the scenario. Yeah, I logged on and I did the scenario. I managed to wade through the pile of mounts that were all standing on Cadgar. Can I just say, for the record here, that Blizzard should really just assume that if they, if they give us a patch or they give us an expansion they give us a new zone right where everybody has to talk to one guy to get things started they may as well just assume that all of the obnoxious people are going to stand on the dude with their mounts to be obnoxious and they should just put in the preventative bubble immediately like they should just automatically have that thing up you know what i mean question here though you can click him anyways like for me there's mounts on him but he shows through all of that and he has a glowy like golden i don't know i don't know he had six mammoths on him but i had like the whole interact with target and i had him targeted so i was fine yeah i I had noticed though what mitch is saying because i clicked on him too and there were like a ton of people on their various large mounts around him I just thought I got lucky, but you know, I did see that outline of him through the. No, they, they. I think they did that in Legion, like the uh, some of the the priest hall where you have to turn in the quests are like that, and there's a couple people like that at Deliverance Point, where basically they show through no matter what, like no matter who's on top of them, they show through, and you can click. I prefer the collision cool. bubble where anybody runs up to him on a mount, they're automatically dismounted. I like that. I prefer that. I love the only that. reason. The only reason I didn't like it was during the Warlords opener, I flew over him. Oh, God, yeah. That was the yeah. best part. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, I, <laughs> you're just I like flying, like you know, you're flying 40, 50 feet in the air above him. You don't even realize that you're flying above him because you're so high in the air. But apparently his dismount thing is just this pillar that goes up that goes through up affinity. Intensity, yeah. yeah. So if like you happen to glance at, oops, uh-oh, Chris Blatt. And then Gadgar yeah, laughs at you. <laughs> not as much a fan of that. But uh, it looks like I activated my aura too early, champions. I'm sorry. Oops. You're, like... you're dead now. <laughs> Hi, dead. But, uh, I'm yeah. Dadgar. Anyway. Oh, <laughs> <ow>. <laughs> yeah. Mitch, Speaking, uh, yeah, after the show, after the show, Mitch, 
um, remind me to remind you because there's a way to get all of your stuff back. I know because I've done it a million times and it's easy. Okay. 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 Uh, yeah, patch 7.2 dropped today. Like we said, it's live right now. So I, I've, of course, one of the first thing I did when I got online was to do transmog stuff. Um, I found out one interesting thing about transmog sets. If you have the transmog set appearances, but you got them through different pieces of gear, you don't get the set appearance. Nope. Um, I have, I have a full set of the tier two, the tier 10 gear, but I don't have it all as set pieces. Some of it is non-set pieces that I happen to have that look the same. So you don't get this. You don't get the set of piece. Yeah, that, that's how it's been since Legion, and that was one of the things when I was trying to fill out the armor racks in the class halls. Mm-hmm. That would that would annoy me. You have to actually search by the title of the armor, and it'll show up whether you have it or not, even if you have the same exact appearance. Yeah, that's one of the things I know. I noted. Um, I still have quite a few sets just because I collect them. But yeah, there's, for instance, it doesn't have my onslaught in because I actually have some of my onslaught pieces are the tanking onslaught and some of them are the dps onslaught and so it doesn't count are they two different things well they're tank some of them are tank pieces and some of them are dps pieces so it's the battle gear versus battle plate it's the onslaught battle gear and the onslaught battle plate some of them because i was tanking back oh that's ridiculous yeah so i have the full set i can i can transmog to whenever i want but i have to actually do it manually because some of the pieces are the tank pieces and some of them are the dps pieces which is annoying but yeah what you can do I guess yeah. I'll, I'll go and collect the complete of one set or another. Still, so looking not... at this UI, this is amazing. I love this. Like, I, nice I, I didn't yeah. look too closely at it in the PTR. I'm showing the stream right now, and I love this. This is so good. I have. Oh, it's much better than what's in the PTR. It's yeah, I haven't had a chance to look at it yet. Um, I pretty much I went in, I did the scenario. It thoroughly enjoyed that. It was a lot of fun. And then I got done with that, and I got the couple of quests to go do stuff on the aisles, but then it was almost time for the show so i flew back to dalaran and got ready to log off but before i did i ducked into briani's pet emporium place there because there's a quest there now for all you people who do pet battles and things like that it'll send you to wailing caverns which is where the pet battle dungeon is at and i can't wait to go oh, check that's that out what that is yeah okay, i want to yeah, go check that, that out and i was like why am i is this like a bug or no, Dang. it's, it's uh, for I'm, pet battle dungeon. So I'm curious to see what that's all about. I'm also noticing not to not to keep us too long, but on this. The no, tier it's OK, because this is like I, this was the first thing on the top stories anyway. So we might as yeah, well talk I, about it. The the tier set thing, it like it even shows pieces that go with the set that aren't part of the set. Like, yeah, belts it, and that's, boots. that's really, really nice. Like the AQ40 set. I know everyone thinks it's horrible, but I kind of love it. Um, there's the of the Oracle pieces, but then there's, you know, bracers and gloves that match the sets but aren't of the Oracle, and it shows that. And holy crap, Blizzard, this is awesome. Well, I know it does that for, like, for instance, I, one of the sets it's showing for me is the Molten Giant Battle Gear from Firelands, and it shows the belt and boots that match it, which, yeah. you know, it was a five-piece set. A lot of sets were five-piece sets. I mean, not all sets are like the Battle Gear of Wrath where it's got every piece, uh, it's, and it's got every slot. So there, there's actually a lot to it. Yeah, it's much better I, than it was in the PTR. I'm, yeah, I'm excited holy to crap. play around with it. Uh, I'm, I, I haven't got a chance to see what it looks like on my Hunter or my Death Knight yet because they have different stuff. So I'm, I'm looking forward to looking at that. I know that it's going to make it a lot handier for me to go track down those old sets because a lot of the... when I was Whenever I was making room for new gear back when my bank and my... Ba- before the wardrobe, right? Let's just go back to the horror that was before the wardrobe. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
whenever I had to delete gear, I would invariably turn to those old armor sets and just delete those because it wasn't like, it's not like it's hard to go back in solo molten core again. It's not. So <laughs> I can go get those again at any time. It's fine. It's, you know, up to the whimsy of the, of the loot gods as to whether or not those pieces will drop. And that's okay. It's still easy to go farm them. So I'm okay with that. So I don't have all of the sets and I'm missing bits and pieces from various sets. And it was really hard to figure out what I was missing. But I'm assuming that the new interface will help me out with that. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And like I said, yeah. before the patch, even when the wardrobe was added, when, you know, you're trying to figure out what pieces you had, you had to search by name because if you right. had a lookalike, it might show up, but it wasn't the right thing. This is. Oh, and oh, my God, I love the preset, especially the PVP colors. For I'll this tell you tier. One thing that happened, um, that actually was very, I didn't even know I still had this set. I had forgotten that I'd ever had it. Uh, there's a, do you remember the dungeon set two? Uh, yes. Two, 1.5. Yeah, yeah I've got Dark Mantle. I've got the whole thing. Yeah. I didn't remember that I had the Battle Gear of Heroism. Oh, like, really? I just plain up did not remember that I had it. Oh. Because like, I, I didn't get it on my main. Like I had back in the day, even back in vanilla, I had at least three warriors at max level at any given time because I'm crazy. Uh, so I got the complete set on an alt because it was the best DPS gear he was ever going to get because he wasn't raiding. I put together actually a really nice set for him for of non-raid pieces that I could, you know, step into a group and DPS with. And I'd forgotten about it because I haven't played that character in years. He's he's actually sitting around somewhere at like level 72. Like I, I just don't play that character. And so today when I logged on and I, I was looking at my sets and I'm like, wait, what? I have the Battle Gear Heroism because it's all right there. I have all those pieces. I've got the complete appearance. When you've got a sizable, when you've got a large enough wardrobe, it's kind of hard to sort through everything and get a clear picture yeah. of what exactly you have. So yeah, having the sets just sort of like picked out so you can see what you've got, that's great. Dark Mantle, I think I did, I did the 1.5 stuff, I don't know, it was like a couple of patches before they removed it. I just wanted to go do the quest chain. That was my thing. And I was kind of gung-ho about doing Stratholm anyway because I was farming for Rivendare's Mount. And I was also farming for uh, the Postmaster set. So I figured, okay, while I'm doing all of this stuff, let's just go ahead and do the 1.5 stuff. Um, and I ended up with full Dark Mantle. And I know I have oh. that one because it's blue. It's blue and pretty. I, I like don't actually see those sets in here. Yeah. The yeah, set. I've got it, so I know it's there. Devout? Yeah, no, I, I have the set, but, like, the Devout and the whatever the upgraded one, like, the Dungeon 1 sets aren't in the here. Dungeon... It, starts at, it looks like it starts at Tier 1. What is the Dungeon 1 set called? It's it's Devout, Shadow... but is it's... Is it Shadowcraft? No. No. Well, for, no, for Rogues, I mean. Oh, for Rogues? What do you mean? It, yeah, it's, it's Shadowcraft. Oh, yeah, it's oh, yeah Shadowcraft. Shadowcraft, the original. Yeah, it was Shadowcraft. Yeah, yeah for Priests, it's Devout, and then I, I don't know what the upgraded one is, but I know I have Virtuous. Devout, but it's... Someone just said Virtuous. in the chat channel. Thank you. Yeah, like, the one that uh, looks like a stick of butter. That one. <laughs> yeah, those ones aren't showing up in this tier set. It looks like this starts at tier one. It has a lot of sets in between, but it huh. looks like it doesn't have those dungeon sets, oddly enough. Maybe Mine you does, don't have them. So. Really? That's weird. Maybe you don't Maybe have, you them just don't have them. So. No, I like I, I am in the list, like not at the transmog vendor, like the actual appearance tab, and I, I searched for devout and nothing shows up. Weird. Weird. Because I definitely have uh, the, the the heroism set. I was just looking at it. Interesting. I'll but, uh, maybe if you didn't get it, it doesn't show up. I don't know. Because you can't get it anymore. 
No, I you mean, can. You can get the appearance from. Uh, you can Dirk get the Fair. appearance, but you can't get the actual set because the set was through a quest chain that's since been removed. And I'm wondering well, yeah, if that's the qualifier. But, but, de- but devout, devout, you can still get, and I, I, I think know. you can at least. But I, I don't know. I had the devout piece. No, you, you can't actually get any of the original dungeon set one stuff. Uh, like Valor, you can get like lookalikes, and you can get like heirlooms, but the actual pieces themselves don't drop anymore. They've no. taken them all out. Like I know that because for a long time. Uh, Valor stuff was showing up in the auction house because the, their belt, I think it was the belt, the bracers, belt, and bracers, one of the piece. And yeah. boots. Uh, belt, bracers, yeah, and boots. I, they were BOE. I, yeah, I just so. went through, though. I, I definitely have all the devout pieces obtained and like the legit devout pieces. So, I don't know. Maybe... Maybe it's just weird for you. Un Unplayable patch, Blizzard, I must say. <laughs> well, also, okay, so, so moving on talk, from... Yeah, yeah, yeah. let's move we on from the transmog portion to the rest of uh, 7.2, yeah? Well, I was going to say, we don't... The uh, raid isn't opened yet. So if you're if you're chomping at the bit to go hit Tumas Argaris, it's not open yet. Uh, you're going to have to wait. We don't know how long you're going to have to wait. They haven't actually announced. They've just said it will be coming later. I think so. they said about 10 weeks or something like that, didn't they? Yeah. In the Q and A, because they were talking that, but... about how long it would take to unlock everything on the aisle or whatever. Yeah, it's something like eleven. I think ten, eleven weeks is yeah. like the the fastest you can complete the broken shore, like unlocking, kind of like with uh, Sunwell unlock or the Throne of. of Thunder. Yeah, 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 kind of like that. And I think eleven weeks was the minimum, but it's it could be one of those things where they're like, oh, people unlocked it in eleven weeks, but it doesn't look like they're done with Nighthold. We'll just delay it a little bit. Or it could be people have nothing to do now. It's eleven weeks. Here we go. Yeah, but one um, of the things we do know is the five man is open. Yes, and it, once you do the open, once you do the opening scenario, you're able to run the five man. Which, uh, from what I did experience in the PTR, is definitely worth doing. I actually yeah, thought it was a really good dungeon. I have to go run that on Hattie now because we want to run that dungeon on this week's lo- leveling stream. So, yeah, um, make sure that you take your leveling stream character and go do the scenario if you haven't yet. There's... Just as a heads up. Oh, did I tell you guys Hattie got a legendary? Oh, yeah, I saw did. that. I Finally. Saw that. Right. I don't think it's a very good one. I don't know. All I know is it's a really high eye level, and it's got a lot of stats, and I was happy. So, <laughs> By the way, it looks like you have to do a little more than the scenario, at least a queue for the dungeon, specifically. Okay. Okay. I don't know. I don't know what. It just says you have to gain a foothold in the Broken Shore. Okay. Well, I think that's like the first stretch of quests. It shouldn't take too yeah. long. We just need no, to make sure no, that everybody it does be. it on their stream characters so so that everybody can go do the stuff but yeah yeah there's um, actually a ton to do in the broken shore it's not just uh do a scenario and you're over with as as they no, were just there's saying like a whole campaign and stuff isn't there yeah, there's a yeah. ton to do there's like the nether shard acquisitions to get higher level gear there's go for the mage unlocking tower. zones the mage tower and i forget what the other one is actually because everybody there's three says mage towers tower. but mage tower is the one that you can use to unlock hidden weapon appearances so everybody's going for that and it's like yeah. it's uh region-wide, I think, so all of North America, basically, whichever one gets the most. And it seems like it's going to be Mage Tower. Yeah, so there, there is really a ton to be done on the Broken Shore even before the raid drops. So, uh, Also, I'm going to say this. Uh, if you saw the trailer, if you, you know, when they put it up online, I almost feel bad for you. I mean, I feel bad for myself here because they show it again when you actually start I love start how they just things. sort of slipped it into the whole intro experience. That yeah. made me really happy it's actually i'm gonna say this this is like they've set up they started doing some really interesting things with cinematics in terms of how they advance the plot and how they you know work with what you've just done 
the this begins and ends like there's the scenario there's the cinematic we've all seen from this the the trailer and then there's another cinematic at the end when you finally get everything done that tie everything just that just happened pretty pretty effectively i mean it, it pretty much wraps the whole thing up uh in terms of what you just did and what you just saw i'm hoping there's more i mean i'm hoping the raid will actually have uh oh i'm sure it will cinematics. yeah uh, i'm sure there there will be more in there um it's just a matter of uncovering them and finding them. But the Broken Shore itself, I don't. It's it's a new zone. It's a new zone to explore, and I'm hoping that it's just as captivating as Suramar was for me. So we'll see. We'll it's see. It's definitely very different. It it feels it, it feels like a combination of the Timeless Isle uh, and Tanan in terms of like you know how it's unfolding. It's definitely got some of that. But Anne mentioned Throne of Thunder before. It's definitely got some of Thro- Throne of Thunder's like scale unlocking. Where you do something and you get it moves on along as it goes, I'm hoping it can kind of preserve that feeling, the feeling of you know your actions mattering and unlocking the things as you go because it's, that's one of the things I really do miss about the Isle of Thunder. I, I felt like the way that they did a lot of stuff in Mr. Pandaria really worked pretty effectively, and I'm hoping they're bringing it back here. I liked how yeah. it was like everybody works together, and then you unlock a section, and then there's a scenario to do, and it was like I don't. It was just like this thoroughly interactive process. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the whole thing on Throne of Thunder. Yep. Well, Either Isle you, of Thunder. What else do you, anything else you guys want to mention about 7.2 before we move on? Hi, if you want to fly, you can start working on that now. Um, it requires the, the, I believe they said in the Q&A, they said that the lengthiest part of it is you're going to have to like get your reputation up with Legion Fall. Guess how you do that? By doing quests on the Broken Shore, which just opened today. So get started on that. I know um, I jumped into my class hall to do some missions and one of the first missions that popped up was two rep tokens for Legion Fall. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> heck yeah, get me that one. Get me started. I want to fly. I want to fly. Um, so yeah, if you want to unlock flying, that's available. Um, what else? There's so okay. much in this. So, in this yeah. So patch. For flying, flying, it's doing four defenses against the Legion invasions because those are a thing, which I totally forgot. They're yes. invading the yeah, Legion Isles. assaults. Yeah. Getting exalted and then just exploring the broken shore and obviously broken Isles pathfinder part one, but it's actually exalted. is going to be the longest part. The other is, is it exalted bad. or revered? Uh, exalted. Okay. Uh, the other thing that came up that I'm really happy about with how they implemented it, you can get what is it, Paragon reputation or something like that. Oh, it is revered. Oh, good. Okay, that's that's slightly better. But uh, is it Paragon? Yeah, it's Paragon reputation. Paragon yep. reputation. So uh, basically, if you are maxed out, exalted on your reputations with the Broken Shore, you can keep getting those tokens and keep getting that reputation. And when you reach a th- certain threshold, they will give you an extra special cache of goodies, and that those goodies include a chance at a mount. Um, yeah, and each each faction has its own mount. Like I think the Valajar is the one with the Storm Drake that everyone's wanted. Yes, and the Dreamweavers have a unicorn. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yes. and it's it's ten thousand rep after exalt, like ten thousand rep basically, and you get the Ferranda's chest, Dreamweaver cash, etc. Yeah. Um, what I really appreciate, I can't talk today. What I really appreciated about that though was that when I opened up my reputation pane, I was afraid that all of my green bars were going to be gone. And they are not. It's a full green bar, and then there's a little goodie bag next to it. And if you highlight the little goodie bag icon, it'll pop up the the Paragon bar and tell you how long you've got until you get your next goodie bag. So it, it did not disrupt my flow of green bars. And 
OCD me is very happy about that. <laughs> I yeah, was afraid it was going to mess it all up. I really was. <laughs> the, the, the thing I dislike about that is that they it, it has a chance to drop a mount, which makes it, instead of feeling like a bonus to me, it feels like, well, I'm a mount collector. I have to get more reputation now. Well, yeah, but not everybody is a mount collector, so they don't. No, I, I, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. There's, I'm, I'm cool know. with it because it, it gives me a reason to go and keep doing those reputation based, like the the things, the things that you got on the map where it was like, go do the stuff and you'll get extra rep for this particular faction. Yeah, the yeah. emissary stuff. Um, once I had everything maxed out, I was like, well, I guess I don't need to pay attention to the emissary stuff anymore darn that's a bummer i kind of liked doing that well now i've got a reason to do that and i can go back and do the emiss keep doing the emissary stuff and eventually i'll get goodie bags hey that that works for me that's cool for me i'm happy about that so there you go yeah there's a like we said lots going on here um we'll be talking about it more on the site obviously since you know that's our jobs uh but right now going to move on to non wow news because it's pretty interesting uh this weekend blizzard announced starcraft remastered which is them remastering original StarCraft. Uh, I believe it's it's what it's Brood War. Yeah, it's Brood StarCraft, War. It's it's both. It's StarCraft yeah. and Brood War. Yeah, it's both StarCraft and Brood War remastered. Like they're they're graphically updating the game. It's no uh, longer pixels. Talked, they're actually models. It's kind of neat. They it's, talked about doing this back at BlizzCon, didn't they? Yeah, okay, I remember they're talking about oh. doing this. They mentioned they it. Didn't? Yeah, but I I had no idea they were this far along that they were actually it's, like in it's position. It's not like on the level of. This is StarCraft One in the StarCraft Two models, though. Like it, it, it's definitely remastered. It just doesn't look like. No, it still looks like StarCraft. Yeah, it still looks like StarCraft. It just, um, if you're playing on a 4K monitor or you know a giant screen or whatever, it's not going to look as pixelated. And I think you can zoom the camera out farther. It's it's um, just it looks like a high res version of the original StarCraft yeah, game, which yeah, is pretty great. And, Oh, yeah, and the original StarCraft and Brood War are both free to download, but the remastered version, which comes out, I think, summer, estimated, um, they will charge for that. Yeah, they didn't have an exact release date for it, unfortunately, but it doesn't matter because it's going to be cool when it comes out. And I kind of low-key am hoping that they will do this for Warcraft 1, 2, and 3 as oh, well. 1 and 2 please. in particular because 1 and 2 were really kind of clonky looking. One, I honestly, if they do it for one and two, they're almost going to have to do a lot more than they would for three. Okay. Three, they could do this too. Yes, and it would be fine. Ever, ever since I've seen full redesign. Yeah, ever since I've seen the like haunted mines map in um, Here's the Storm and like the more Warcrafty ones, all I've wanted is to see Warcraft three in that updated engine because be Warcraft so three in the Heroes of the Storm engine. Yeah, like yeah, I mean, Heroes of the Storm originally started out as you know, Blizzard All-Stars, which started out as a StarCraft II mod. So, yeah, in a weird sort of way, no. it would be fitting. Yeah. Well, it, no, it was a Warcraft 3 mod, Dota, wasn't it? Yeah. No, Dota is a Warcraft 3 mod, but when when Blizzard was actually working on this, they started working on a StarCraft 2 mod. Oh, yeah. okay. And, and they turned <laughs> it into its own thing, and then they, you know, updated it. Yeah. So, it's just, it's, I wouldn't mind seeing that either, especially Warcraft 1. Because man, I I can play Warcraft two on my modern PC. Warcraft one I, is so yeah. ancient. <laughs> I've actually I've run it on a computer recently, even with an like an emulator to emulate old Windows. What ends up happening is it runs super fast. Like your oh. computer is so much more powerful than the computers of the day that it just runs it super fast. Like you just you like screen goes nuts. 
So <laughs> I wouldn't mind it, but definitely they would need to do a lot of work on it. It would almost be better to just build a new game and just work on you know, it from the ground up. Yeah. yeah. Warcraft 3 is weird with its cutscenes. I know on like newer operating systems. Like, it is. Uh, you'll just see a black screen and then you'll hear Illidan monologuing or something. Yeah, it does happen. Uh, it depends on what you're running it on and if you're using an emulator and what kind of... Emu- it, I yeah. can watch I mean, the you can, cinematics, but yeah. you can do compatibility yeah. mode or whatever. Yeah, but. there's a compatibility thing going on with it. I'm I'm still, like I said, I'm kind of hoping that they do that kind of treatment for Warcraft 1, Warcraft 2, Warcraft 3. Um, I, I really... I still think that they should just re-release those as, like, tablet games. Like, they should update them and re That re- would sell, like... Hotcakes? Is that wouldn't it? Wouldn't it though? Because you could put it out on like on tablets, and it'd be great. It'd be great for that too. It'd be. I think that you could take RTS and move it to the tablet fairly successfully. Bring it it to the Switch. Mm. That way you can just sit down. That would require them working a deal with Nintendo, and I don't think they. (laughs) I don't think they would. But think of it this way: you could be just like Karen. Go to your friend's rooftop party with your video game system and then plop it down and hope everybody plays Warcraft with you. How you great go. would that be? It'd be fun. It'd be super I, fun. I have, like no, I have no opinion about the Switch one way or the other, but I will say this. <laughs> Battle.net is no more. Uh, they've finally dropped the Battle.net name. Battle.net is no longer. It's the Blizzard app. And I don't know. I'm kind of sad. I'm I'm sad in the sense that if if it were actually something that I were planning to adopt, you know, the new moniker Blizzard app or whatever, I'd be sad. But I'm going to call it Battle.net. I don't care. Well, yeah, the thing is, when we're old folks now, even you, Mitch. Uh, yeah. We're technically old and that we've been playing Blizzard games for a long time. I mean, I've been playing them since the 90s. I made a tweet about this that kind of sums up my feelings on it. And I said, Battle.net is no longer Battle.net, but has instead morphed into that thing I'll keep calling Battle.net because that's what it's always been. Well, yeah. I, I made a joke. It's I been the Battle.net for like over half my life. Well over half my life. I'm not it's, going to... Uh, yeah, I, I made a joke I've about been this trained. The topic. I've been I, trained, I like, folks. <laughs> I, I said trained I, me in, out in of 10 it. years... In 10 years, I'm going to be the crotchety old man who's calling it Battle.net. And kids are going to be like, what are you talking about? It's the Blizzard app, old man. And I'll be like, eh, whatever. I'll call it Battle.net. But, like, for now. Back we've got a Battle.net. I've got, the, I've got the Blizzard app downloaded into my Cortex. What's this Battle.net thing you keep talking I played, about? I played vanilla back when Battle.net was in its infancy. Oh, don't, don't, listen, <laughs> don't listen to Grandpa Mitch. He played computers. Back when you didn't just swallow a pill and have the operating system downloaded into your brain. Oh, oh where's yeah. the WASND on this VR? Oh, but yeah, <laughs> I, I, like I said, I've been playing for a long time. I mean, my wife and I used to like my wife used to play Diablo two back in the day when when BattleNet really took off and became a thing because it was a huge battle. It was a huge Diablo server essentially. So yeah, it's a. It's strange to see it go. I, I do agree that it, I'll probably keep calling it Battle.net. My computer is still look when I when I type Battle.net into my search bar, my computer still finds the Blizzard app for me. It's that's like another. That's, <laughs> like, oh, that's yeah, another that's thing that's really weird. The icon, like if you have it on your like taskbar, it's just Blizzard. The word Blizzard and the Blizzard logo scrunched together in this tiny square, and it like I don't know. It, it Battle.net looked better. It looks also, very inelegant said, when compared yeah. to my other, and I actually get it really confused with my AI suite because it's the same blue and black. Anyway. Yeah, and someone's asking, do we have battle tags? I think they're Blizzard tags. Uh, if if the services are down, do we just say Blizzard is down? I mean, that sounds pretty, like, apocalyptic. Blizzard's down! Everybody panic! 
And Blackwell right. also said in the chat channel, stop calling it an app. It's a program. They're calling them all apps now. It's short for application, which is also a program. It's, <laughs> it's the Blizzard Launcher app, I guess. I don't know. But it just, it feels weird. And like I said, you know, a decade from now, I'm sure everybody's going to be calling it. I think on Windows, it if you Blizzard. go to, you, you can't go to programs anymore on Windows. You go to apps. You go to applications. Yeah, that, that is Windows 10. Oh. Yeah. yeah. That's why it's oh. the Blizzard app, because it, it is an app. It, it's, yeah. it doesn't help, though, that Blizzard themselves haven't really updated everything. Like, if you go to the Blizzard support site, not Battle.net support, um, there's, you know, what can we help you with today? Are you looking for help with Warcraft, Starcraft, blah, 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 and Battle.net is still one of them? Like, it doesn't say, can we help you with Blizzard app? So, like, it seems more like a rollout of the name, and they it's started so, with the most notable things. It's so integrated into everything Blizzard at this point the Battle.net yeah. moniker, that they're going to be picking Battle.net out of their code and out of their naming conventions for like the next, I don't know, 10, 15 years. And meanwhile, yeah. I'll be over here calling it Battle.net because I'm never going to get used to just calling it Blizzard. I'm sorry. I'm set in my ways. You you guys trained me. It was like 20 years, over 20 years worth of training yeah. here to think of it as Battle.net. I'm not going to go, oh, it's Blizzard overnight. I just, I can't. I'm going to make a character named You guys Battle made Net. this. You made me what I am. <laughs> so, you know, you have, to name, you have to name the character Battle, just Battle. Then you have to have a pet named Dot and another <laughs> pet named Net. Battle.net. Battle. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. yeah. And you, you type us.battle.net to go to the main site. Like, yeah, there's, there's a lot of things. It basically was just the Blizzard app and Blizzard tags or whatever is the the two biggest Is ones right now. Is it a Blizzard tag now instead of a battle tag? Because I, I like the, think... the name battle tag sounds exciting. It's like, yeah, have my battle tag. I don't know. But at any rate, the changes happened and we will just have to sit here in the back going, in my day, it was called something better. But uh, we're at this point, we're moving on. Uh, so we should do that. Uh, if you have Wait, hold up, show, hold up, hold up, hold up. We else? should announce the other thing that came up like while... We were getting oh, the show right. together and everything. Yeah, okay. The statue, yes. Yes, there is a Widowmaker. There is a oh. Widowmaker statue that's now available for pre-order from the Blizzard Gear Store. It is absolutely gorgeous and will go perfectly with the Tracer statue if you manage to pick up one of those Tracer statues <laughs> while those were available. Um, yeah, the it, you can pre-order it. It's $150. It is not cheap. However, the thing is over a foot tall. It's 13 okay, and a half we... inches tall, and the base is like seven and a half inches wide. This is a sizable statue. Is it the final version? Because wasn't the Tracer statue, wasn't there a bit of controversy because the one they showed off, like the prototype, did not look like the final version? Like Tracer's face was kind of weird? It, yeah, there was a little bit of, wow, Tracer does not look like the Tracer that was on display at BlizzCon because the one at BlizzCon was a prototype, and the final one the paint job didn't quite look right this is probably another photo of a prototype i don't know um i do know that the reaper statue when the reaper statue came out a lot of people were very happy with that one and it looked beautiful and i i've seen that one before and it looks perfect so maybe they kind of ironed that out or whatever but yeah if you want widowmaker for your desk you can go pre-order that now on the blizzard gear store yeah also when you when you guys mentioned the other news i wasn't sure what you actually meant so I hopped over to Slack for a second, and I just saw Liz's message that Jeremy Fiesel says we celebrated the launch of Patch with baby goats. Yes, and there are baby goats at Blizzard right now. They're adorable. In, one of them has Blizzard an alliance apparel. blanket, and one of them has a horde blanket. 
<laughs> soon those goats will fight. Soon they will hi- they will butt heads <laughs> because that's I don't what remember goats that part do. Of goat simulator. Yeah. Well, you obviously don't know real goats, my friend, because I grew up with those horrible monster things. <laughs> I love goats. Yeah. My sister goats has. I need to actually check with my sister because there's she's probably got a bunch of baby goats again. I don't know. It depends. It depends on Look, how everything's, you cute, everything's cute when it's a baby, but once it gets older. Yeah, the big goats are nowhere near as adorable. I mean, they're still cute, and I like them a lot, but they're not. They're not as adorable as the wee little baby goats. I do like visiting her, though, when her farm is just overrun with baby goats. Anyway. All right. That's it for news. And the goat thing wasn't really news, but we felt like mentioning it. So there you go. If you have an email for the show, please send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com. Please put, you know, podcast or Blizzard Watch in the subject line. I always want to call it the title. It's not the title, it's the subject line. I apologize. And that way we know it's for this show and we can do it justice and get it read on the air. Right now, Anne's going to read these emails to us. So if you could, Anne. Do it justice. Yeah. I'm going to do these emails justice right now. So uh, our first email is from DG Dragon, who says, Greetings, Matt, Ann, and Alex. It's Matt, Ann, and Mitch today. Uh, it says, Quick question. I've been pondering lately how irresponsible are we as players in Warcraft when it comes to artifacts, knowledge, and magics? Seems like we leave a lot of stuff just laying around in our wake. Why don't we harness things like ogre rituals that make Korog and Hymal or the Legion tech from Hellfire? Sending a few squads to Alt-Dranor to study it seems like a decent plan to me. Ditto pretty much half the raids and dungeons for the last decade plus. Any especially powerful thing we really should be looking into? Thanks for the show site and insight, DG Dragon. I mean, you you have a time for us to sit here and list all the ways we've just left stuff behind in our wake? Like when we I think destroyed... that's like every expansion ever. <laughs> like when I... I destroyed Frostmourne and then I just left it on the <laughs> left ground the bits. for other people to pick up? <laughs> just left the bits behind. Hope yeah, okay. doesn't decide to come back up here. Oh, um, like, seriously, what, what were we thinking with that? I don't know. It's... It's just... It'll be fine. I think it's one of those things where if they tried to, you know, we should probably be using it way more often than we should. But if they did that, it would also feel like, one, we might be way too powerful if we actually utilized all this technology. And two, it might feel like they were shoehorning it in at certain points. Um, I do like when they have us go back to old places and do stuff, like with the the Quell whatever quest in the Ice Crown Dungeons, how they had you Quel go back Lar. to the Sunwell. Yeah, Quell Delar. And like, I don't know if you use the Sunwell's power or what exactly you had to do, but stuff like that. Like, I think if it fits, and this is something I've said before, they they should have us go back and utilize these things more often than they do. But I don't think they should do it all the time, just because it it would kind of get out of hand. I mean, they, logically, the, maybe we should. But the know. warlock, the warlock green fire quest sent you back to Black Temple. And it really actually, if you did it, and I didn't do it, but I watched a video because you know, I'm never going to play a warlock. Come on. Uh, but the, basically, you get to see the, the story behind a lot of stuff that we saw before. And we're like, what is the deal with why does Illidan have a giant screaming head in his basement again? That why is there faces? a rock with three faces in here yelling at me? I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously, when we did that raid the first time, I was like, I must have spent 10 minutes trying to work out what that was. Does anyone know what this is? Why is this here? What is Illidan doing with this? No one knew. Yeah, I, I think, I think, you know, if we, if we did just constantly pick up all the stuff and use it, I mean, to a certain degree, it probably wouldn't work because we don't know how it works. I mean, you're talking about the, the high mall ogres that we don't, we don't have the slightest idea how Korag got made. We, we, we know that they did it, but we don't know how they did it. 
So we basically explain, you know, there'll be a lot of time spent with some, there's probably some mage out there somewhere. Like for that matter, Cadgar does a bunch of stuff. He uses a bunch of that stuff to empower your legendary ring. Yeah. So in a way you did kind of use it. I I don't want to give Cadgar another reason to send me on, you know, some mission and be like, Oh, I'll tinker with this at the, you know, you might die a little, but I may or may not find some useful information out of this technology. I'm Cadgar. (laughs) Some useful information and some barbecue. Anyway, um, (laughs) Like that Cadgar found out he was Cadgar from it. Oh, I'm Cadgar. <laughs> <laughs> have to remind myself every now and then. Where am I? <laughs> Maybe he thought he was Odin. This is a joke based on the fact that it's the same voice actor. It is? Oh, oh, yes, it is. Oh, yeah, go listen to him sometime. Oh, God. It is. It's pretty crazy, actually. It's like, just when you thought Cadgar couldn't sound any more like a giant egomaniac, bring in Odin. Okay, anyway... <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, it, it was actually kind of interesting with Draenor in particular, because the extent that we knew about the Apexis, like anything that we learned about the Apexis, and keep in mind that the Apexis and the Apexis crystals and that civilization, that was kind of the impetus for magic for like the ogres and for everybody else at that point, even the Arakoa. Um, well, the Arakoa were the Apexis, but anyway, um... The, the extent that we learned about it was, hey, these rocks look kind of shiny. Let's take them to the mage. And that's that's all we did with it. They were kind of beyond our comprehension, even though Cadgar kind of understood that they were powerful and that he could do things with them. He didn't even get the extent of it, I don't think. But we do that all the time. You know, we leave stuff behind all the time. And I know Rossi mentioned <laughs> we just sort of left the Shards of Frostborn sitting on the... Well, yeah, at that point, our job was done. We didn't really care. I mean, it's pieces of a sword. We don't necessarily know exactly how magically significant these things are. We don't really have the knowledge. Like, our little characters don't have the knowledge that someone like Cadgar would. We're just adventurers. Anytime we're referred to in any kind of text or anything, it's always main character and a band of adventurers. And they never really go into detail about exactly how smart these adventurers happen to be or what class they are or anything else. It's just... I like to think that the band of adventurers, we we literally are a band of adventurers. Like, we originally started out playing music, but unfortunately (laughs) there wasn't a lot of money in it, so we've started ransacking, you know, bastards. So we started doing errands for people, and it kind of snowballed from there, and now I I don't even remember how to play the guitar. I I don't know how I wound up here. I'm just, you know... I'm (laughs) Kedgar. No, you're not. Oh, well, it says I am on this note I found. Oh, oh my, my bad. Um, it is, the, the question is interesting to think about, though, in terms of Garrosh sort of did this with Draenor. Like, he brought technology that they didn't have there. He did, and... Used, and... It, used it to try to change history with, you know, techno- essentially bringing more advanced technology that they would not have had knowledge of at that time and using it for power. He was like, here, have a bunch of blueprints. Aren't these great? Yeah. Yeah, I bet Atta- you think they're fantastic. Well, Since and then the or- other thing that... orcs are the gnomes of Draenor, you will figure these out immediately. Well, and the other thing that Garrosh also did um, was he he did this whole let's utilize ancient artifacts that we don't know anything about. I'm going to go dig up this heart that's buried under the world, and I don't know what it does exactly, but I think if I dunk it in this well of unimaginable power over here, something good will happen. Maybe I'll find love. (laughs) Maybe then. The whole whole focusing Iris thing is him doing that. It's it's literally him going to find the thing that we left behind. Yeah. 
you know, in fact, that we left behind twice because first we killed Malagos, and then later on we had the whole Wormrest Temple thing, and we we totally left the focusing iris just laying around afterwards. And then like, Garrosh was like, "Hey, you know that thing? I think I'm gonna go get it, and I'm gonna use it, and I'm gonna use it to do terrible things." So maybe, yeah. maybe it's better in a way that we don't go back for that stuff because when we do, or when we let people do this, bad things tend to happen. <laughs> Yeah, seal it all in vaults. Constantly seal it in ever more impregnable vaults. And yeah. what do you do? Don't put them in Dalaran. Yeah, don't, all, all I can don't think put about them in Dalaran. Is the evil old god dagger I have that I'm using that constantly you just got strapped to, to your side? Constantly, you know, whispers to me, tells me, "Did you feel it cease to exist?" <laughs> like super evil I like dagger. That in your head, the evil dagger sounds an awful lot like Elmer Fudd. <laughs> Did you feel quiet. it cease to exist? <laughs> <laughs> We Someone need a new voice it. actor Make for that mod. weapon stat. Okay, so <laughs> everything's better when Elmer Fudd says it. <laughs> so, uh, you know, to answer your question, how irresponsible are we as players in Warcraft when it comes to artifacts, knowledge, and magics? We're real Extremely. irresponsible. We're super irresponsible. <laughs> we don't know what we're doing. We're just trying to save the world in whatever way we can manage to scrounge that together. Um, and, and maybe it's really sloppy, but we seem to be doing okay for ourselves so far. The mantra is, please tell me one of you has a plan. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Next email. Uh, that one was just a wild ride from start to finish. <laughs> Our next email is from Zevatar, who says, Hi, Watchers. At the start of this expansion, we battled demonic invasions all over Azeroth. We successfully thwarted them and, to the casual observer, sent them off packing to a seemingly insignificant few islands. Meanwhile, life on Azeroth, on 95, or life on... Wow, Sevatar, this, this sentence is really messed up. The, so the we're just Lord gonna, of... Okay. The God of Speed is really messing up here. Meanwhile, life on or 95% of life on Azeroth carries on as mundanely as ever. My question is, where's the threat? Where's the peril? It's not even in doubt that we're going to quote-unquote win. I think the last expansion suffered from this also. You'd have thought Blizzard would have learned from that. I know this has been said many times before, but I think it's about time we quote-unquote lost an expansion. Thoughts, Sevatar? We lost the entire first part of this expansion. We got our asses kicked. Sorry, I just said a bad word, but nevertheless, we did. We got our butts handed to us. Yes. Um, we, 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 we lost. Our leaders died. We ran away with our tails between our legs. There is no sugarcoating this. We got stomped. Yeah. And I mean... The... In terms of the, the invasions ending, the invasions ended not story-wise. The invasions ended because if they kept running the invasion events, nobody would do anything else. They completely yeah. rendered leveling meaningless. I, I got a character from zero. I started a character and leveled the character I'm playing right now, the warrior I'm playing right now. I started her during the event and got her to level 100 in like two days. Yeah, yeah it was. It, it was, was pretty great. And I did um, that again with an orc warrior. I have an orc warrior at 100 right now that I didn't even have that I started. I started her for the leveling stream. I also think that it's not so much, you know, we pushed them back to a couple islands and that's kind of it. it it's more like, e even theoretically, if those invasions had stopped, it's sort of like that was their first assault on us. They thought that would work. Then we pushed them back to their, you know, home base, their base of operations where everything's happening. And now we have to, you know, eradicate them from there. Because if we don't eradicate them from the Broken Isles, 
they're just going to get stronger and stronger because they now have, you know, these sources of even more power. And if they actually get to use them, then they can just go back to those places we, you know, kicked them out of the first time. Um, as far as, you know, losing an expansion, we've definitely lost, like you guys were saying, the beginning parts. I have wondered what it would be like to lose the end of an expansion um, and sort of have an expansion start with us, like sort of as prisoners to the bad guys and trying to, you know, work our way out of bad guy hold from, you know, from the inside outward and sort of act as a infiltrator ish prisoner. But that's what if we got captured in 7.3 on Argus and the entirety of the next expansion was us trying to fight our way back home. See, and that's the kind of thing that I'm not sure if this person meant when they say lost an expansion, if they mean like towards the end of an expansion we lose, like that sort of thing. There's um, no triumphant and, moment at the end yeah. of the expansion. Yeah, that that would be cool to me. Like if if we got trapped on Argus, like because I've sort of I was sort of surprised that Argus itself was going to be a patch and not a whole expansion. I'm still, you know, this is obviously all theory at this point. It could just be a patch, but. That would be a really cool way to do things is, wow, now you, you know, have the next pat- next expansion we break out of Argus the whole time. And then the we get problem- back to Azeroth and Old Gods are here. Here's the problem with that. And, and it's basically based on the fact that we're never going to have a year. Imagine if this expansion ends and it's like six months till the next expansion. Yeah. You would have six months of, okay, we're trapped on Argus. Um well, yeah, you know, I, I realize it's the, the expansion lull is the part that makes it a lot more difficult to pull yeah. this sort of thing off. Well, plus, I mean, uh, one of the things I'd, I I also think you could do a defeat without necessarily stranding us on Argus. You could simply have, you know, we fail to close the portal at the end of this get, if, if this expansion. We, we're trying to close the portal and stop the Legion coming through. We don't succeed. We get and to we the last to, raid fight. To, yeah, we have to escape or something. instead of Get to the last raid fight and you lose that fight and they're... They, you know, the fight ends with like a big event, and now the the, the legion has got you know made that portal permanent, and we're in, we're in big, in deep trouble. That's one way you could do it. You could do it, um, sort of the way they did in Warlords. Actually, if you think about it, the the problem with the move to Warlords was that since it was a year between Siege of Orgrimmar and the opening events of Warlords, it didn't feel like what it actually was, which was that we got royally messed over. We lost Siege of Orgrimmar. I mean, it looked like we won. We went in, we beat Garrosh, and he got taken away. And then he escaped and started this whole new thing. But because of the amount of time it took, it didn't feel like the, the two things followed hard upon. It felt yeah. like, you know, I've, I've been raiding this place for a year and a half now. Okay, yeah, he turned the Dark Portal red, so what? Because none of us saw him go through. Like, if at the end of Siege of Orgrimmar we'd seen him go through the Dark Portal, and then the next time we saw it, stuff was coming out to kill us, then it would have felt like what it was, which was that he escaped us. Yeah, sure, but that we, escape we happened in a book. So, like, yeah. so no one really saw that. There's problems and stuff and ways to do it. But I, I I, do think that it would be... I think that this expansion has ramped up the threat. I mean, yes, I don't really feel like Azeroth is going to be destroyed by the Burning Legion because that would be the end of the game. And I'm always aware of that. Like, if we lost too bad, there's no more game. So I don't yeah. expect that to happen. But I do I do feel like we, you know losing the people we lost at the beginning of this expansion and losing the people we've lost since during the expansion, it does feel like the stakes are higher. I mean, come on. That you know, we lost Varian, we lost Vol'jin, we lost Tyrion, we lost, you know, Ysera. Like pe- big people are dying here. It it is it's a pretty big deal. So I don't know. I don't know what you guys think, but I I tend to look at the invasions a little bit differently than most people, I think. Um because, you know, we had people who were like, 
what's the point of fighting these guys? Because, you know, it just starts all over again. And the thing is, is that's kind of the point. You can't kill the Burning Legion. It'll just keep coming back and coming back and coming back over and over and over again, unless you go to the Twisting Nether and kill the demons there. So it was kind of like, to me, it wasn't them mass trying to get Azeroth or... Well, they were. They were trying to brute force the whole invasion thing. But it was also a demonstration of their power. That's what that invasion was, was just a demonstration, a little taste of what we were up against. And as soon as we caught wind of these whole artifacts of power, you know, the, the... the bits and pieces and i can't remember the name for them now because i'm brain dead today pillars of the pillars of creation as soon as we caught wind of the pillars of creation and went oh those are on the broken isles we need to go get those things as soon as we turned our focus to that that's when the burning legion changed their focus and said okay these guys obviously aren't going to play with us anymore around the rest of azeroth we need to go get on their front door here and try and get these things before they do well they also they attacked dalaran too like they did. That was what above, that was what made Cadgar move. And then while above we Karazhan, were Islands, they were about yeah, ready then, to just like wipe us out at that point because they knew we were onto something. And then we moved yeah. Dalaran, and when we moved Dalaran, they changed their focus and followed us there. But yeah, even and, now, well, I was going to say Cadgar even admits he's like, you know, after I moved Dalaran, you know, from Karazhan to the Broken Isles, I just left Karazhan there. But yeah. I left it there with a bunch of legion ships, and now they're using Karazhan. So, like, you try to you escape You want to talk them, about the gonna... irresponsible factor? Yeah, what Cadgar <laughs> yeah. did was kind of irresponsible. <laughs> We're just going to leave the most powerful magical facility very, unguarded. Yeah. We should yeah. also point out that at the very beginning of the scenario in 7.2, when you're, like, logging in and doing the, the new scenario, mm-hmm. the legion puts a bunch of ships right on a collision course with Dalaran again. Yep. They, they're... There's no reason to assume that they're leaving the world unmolested. They just, you know, their focus focus has changed. Their focus has changed. And their focus had changed to the point where they were trying to get those pillars of creation before we did. Um, They didn't they didn't manage to do that. They didn't manage to get them all. Um, Even even the Eye of Amanthul, they didn't manage to keep the Eye of Amanthul. It, we got that one too. We got all of them, and at that point, that's why you know, Kill Jaden is so frustrated right now. It's because he's like, he it doesn't feel like they've done anything significant, so he's kind of cranky about it in that trailer. And, yeah, and it, it wasn't. It didn't seem like in that trailer he was like, okay, you know, now that our ships have arrived, I can send them in for the full assault. It was sort of like, you know, what I'm tired of this. Just bring in everything, you know. Like, they, they could have done this the whole time, and he just got frustrated and decided to do it now because there the was first a, plan wasn't there was going a lengthy, well. There was a lengthy plan in play, and I think that Kill Jaden didn't really feel like waiting any longer. So he just pulled yeah. out everything and said, okay, we're going to go in, guns a-blazing, let's do this, and yep. ramped it all up again. Maybe it doesn't feel quite as threatening as it could. I don't know. Um, maybe that's the perspective of the person looking at it and... You know, because my perspective, yeah, they're still a threat. They've still been a threat. I I will agree with you, though, that Warlords, it felt like Warlords, there was no threat involved whatsoever. I mean... (laughs) And Warlords, we took out all the Warlords. They opened it up with with the whole, hi, we're the Power Rangers of the Orc clans, right? And we went through and systematically dismantled them one by one. Very easily. Super easy. (laughs) Yeah. So it just it felt kind of underwhelming, but I'm not getting that same impression from Legion. I don't know. Okay. We got like five minutes left, don't we? 
Uh, yeah, let's go ahead and do, 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 do. Um, let's go ahead and answer the next one here. I think we've got time for this one. And this is from Alessander who says, Anne, and I'll answer it because I'm Anne. It says, Anne, you said, given the kind of power Velen has exhibited, though, I feel like the Legion would have been a lot more successful had Velen actually joined the Burning Legion. I'm going to add that onto it here. What exactly has Velen ever actually done other than give advice and travel the galaxy? Not much in game that I can think of. He's been useless even as a prophet in game, having not much to say about any of the rather devastating problems faced by Azeroth's people since his arrival. Are his great deeds confined only to out-of-game content like novels? No. Not at if all. If you played Warlords of Draenor, you saw him stop a Nauru from going and dark. That I mean, that was technically that alt- was alternate. Velen, still Velen, but it was I mean, still Velen. Like this Velen still uh, theoretically has that power, and there's no reason. Also, he if you do patch seven point two, I, I hate to keep saying this, but if you do that opening scenario, you will see Velen. Like immediately, well, and that, and I, I cheered like, when I saw him. I was like, he he kind of got pissed off in the Lights Heart scenario, and like. You saw him actually doing stuff in there. Like, he had a shield over almost all of his, you know, remaining people. That's why he couldn't help us. And then he's like, oh my god, I know what this is. And he just, like, zoomed through a bunch of fell crap on the ground. He Um, cleansed it while he was running over it. Just, like, without even thinking. Velen has a phenomenal amount of power. And before, even before, back on Argus, when he was back on Argus, I think out of the triumph triumvirate is that how you pronounce that yeah the triumvirate yeah thank you the triumvirate of him kill jaden and archimond i think velen was probably easily the most powerful out of the three as far as practicing sorcery and being masters of magic um bad guys guys have a tendency to show off their power more than good guys for that matter velen was the one who managed to contact the naru yeah which hadn't been done in in like since time before you know there was a, a Naru relic on Argus that nobody knew how to work, and Velen figured it out. Yeah. Um, for that matter, Velen, when you read Chronicle Volume 2, and I'm not going to go into a tremendous amount of spoilers, but Velen basically held the Genadar together while it was falling apart, which meant he's as powerful as a Naru. But but that that sort of does tie into this, uh, Alessandra's point of are his great deeds you know, confined only to out-of-game content like novels. Yeah, that's and, true. Uh, Chronicle he, is out-of-game content. But yeah, nevertheless, he we have seen him still do stuff in-game as recently as the 7.2 scenario that's live right now and going back to at least Warlords when he, you know, basically uses the light to stop Anaru from going dark. Warlords he was, was admittedly underserved before that, I think, though. He was. And, I mean, they didn't have a lot. They didn't have a lot for Velen to do in game, but that was they didn't have a lot for the Draenei to do in game either until Warlords happened. But Warlords, keep in mind that Warlords, that's an alternate version of Velen, but really there's not much difference between the alternate version and the real version. There really isn't. So what we saw Velen do, that sacrifice that he made, without thinking, he's just like, okay, well, I gotta do the thing, so I'm gonna do the thing. And he just completely disintegrated and cleansed a Naru, like took a Naru out of the void cycle that it was in. And that's impossible. These are impossible things that he managed to pull off. And he does have visions and he does see things and he is yeah, a prophet. But there's one thing to explain too. The one that we saw in on Draenor, the one that cleansed that Naru, was wounded yeah. from the crash. Yeah. And was still recovering. Yeah. Velen now is recovered. The Velen we have right now 
he can see the future much more clearly I had a train than he's of ever thought, been able to. And before. I got interrupted, and now I don't remember where I was going with it. Uh... I was talking about I was talking about Velen, and I was talking about Velen being a powerhouse, which he is. Oh, okay. So here's the thing, right? You imagine all of these things that Velen has done and that Velen could do. And a lot of the stuff that he does with the light is stuff that he learned while he was traveling from world to world. The Velen on Argus was not a master of the light, per se, because they didn't have the whole light thing. That was something that the Naro introduced to them. But when you think of who he was before that and who he had to have been to have mastered the light so completely and so easily, so effortlessly... And then you think about that guy, and you think about that guy working for the Burning Legion, that's why I said it's scary. And, and that's why I said the Le- Legion would have been a lot more successful. Because Velen's smart. He's not, he's not dumb. And he's also really powerful. He's way more powerful than people tend to give him credit for. Anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Rossi. No. Yeah. no basically, Mitch. all I'm saying is, <laughs> all I'm saying is, basically, if you look at the three people that they had... Um, Archimonde was the guy who was the direct force thinker. He was the, he's a good guy. If you want to bring a building down, he's, that was, you know, brute he, strength. He, a reason, yeah. not just brute strength, but straightforward. Yeah. Uh, Kiljane is your tactical guy. Kiljane is your guy who comes up with, okay, here's how we get around that. Have, Velen's your strategist. You want someone to come up with the complete and total guide to how to wage a campaign. You'd go to Velen and he would have, Kill Jaden and Archimonde work on how to do it. Kill Jaden would come up with a plan for, okay, for this part, we're going to do this. And then they would send Archimonde to do it. That's why they worked together so well. That's why Kill Jaden and Velen got, got along so well. And Archimonde didn't really get along very well with Velen because he mostly dealt with Kill Jaden. You know, and with, if they'd gotten Velen too, there'd be a much better plan going on from the Legion. They would have a much better grasp of broad strategy. The Legion hasn't needed strategy up till this point. They've gone from world to world and just crushed it with overwhelming force, Archimond, or tricked people, Kel Jaden. They've never actually had to out-strategize any because that's this, they, they've been able to get along without it this whole time. But if they had Velen, we'd be we would have nothing. This is a tangent that definitely we probably can't talk about right now. But people have been talking in I think the Q comments especially about theorizing that Kill Jaden will be frustrated with Sargeras and join up with us. Which yeah, I mentioned oh. that on the weekend Q. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so. that the cinematic, the 7.2 cinematic, it was actually... The reason I like that cinematic is because for once we kind of saw Kill Jaden break a little bit. Or it looked like he was in the process of breaking. Like he had that moment where, particularly where he was talking about his world. And, and how he traded his world for all of this destiny that Sargeras had promised him. Where he sounded like he was really frustrated that all of this stuff that he wanted to happen hadn't actually happened yet. Um, yeah. Now, does that mean that Kill Jaden is going to, you know, turn to the light and come to us? I don't know. Because I don't think that Velen would ever forgive him. I don't yeah, know if Velen has it in him to forgive him. That whole yeah. light's heart thing happened so recently yeah Yeah, as i said today in the queue um this is not ending in a hug this is not ending in two guys coming together and remembering the good times i also don't know how you'd ever trust him well for that matter he's the deceiver how could you you know (laughs) even if kill jane is incredibly frustrated from the beginning of his his first wow appearance kill jane has never made it secret of the fact that he wants to be in charge of the burning legion you know now i will succeed where sargeras could not that's he is not thinking, boy, the Legion sucks. He's thinking, 
boy, Sargeras sucks. And yeah, he wants to take kinda... that guy's place. He doesn't want... He, sure, he's frustrated and angry, and he might turn on Sargeras. Because he wants to get the Legion for himself. Not because he thinks Ooh, evil is bad. He, he's totally down on The funny on part evil. is, if he knew what Sargeras's, like total endgame was here, I think he'd be even more motivated. Because right now, I, I don't think that Kildian... I don't think that any of them know what Sargeras is really intending with the Burning Legion. They were promised power. They were promised the opportunity to conquer the universe. They weren't told that, you know, when this is all said and done, yeah, everything is going to die. Everything's going to be consumed. All existence is going to cease to be, including you. So enjoy the conquering because you're not going to get to lord it over anything. I don't think that they know that. I don't think that they realize that. And I think if they had realized that, I think Kil'jaeden would be way angrier than he is right now. Because he's, he's starting to get real irritated. It's kind of fun to watch. Yeah. Anyway, that wraps us up for emails this week. We do have a couple other emails here. We'll just carry them over to next week um, when hopefully there won't be quite as much news because a patch won't have dropped on the same day as the show. There you go. Okay. Patch 7.3. What? What are you doing? <laughs> no! <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, no. Uh, anyway. Actually, they did say always something on the PTR. So yeah, be... <laughs> on the PTR sometime soon. TM. All right. Uh, Blizzard Watch is made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com slash blizzardwatch. And the continued support means that this podcast site and community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast, a better chance at having your questions answered on our podcast or the queue, and an ads-free site experience. Thank you very much, Anne. Uh, this has been the Blizzard Watch Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Rossi. If you have an email for us at the show, please send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com with either podcast or Blizzard Watch in the subject line so we know it's for this show. Uh, thank you guys very much for listening, and we will be here next week. 